Chapter 131 of Tales of Laughter. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Dale Grothman. Tales of Laughter by Nora Archibald Smith and Kate Douglas Wiggin. Chapter 131 The Silly Jellyfish. Once upon a time, the king of dragons, who had till then lived as a bachelor, took it into his head to get married. His bride was a young dragonette just sixteen years old, lovely enough, in very sooth, to become the wife of a king. Great were the rejoicings on the occasion. The fishes, both great and small, came to pay their respects and to offer gifts to the newly wedded pair, and for some days all was feasting and merriment. But alas, even dragons have their trials. Before a month had passed, the young dragon queen fell ill. The doctors dosed her with every medicine that was known to them, but all to no purpose. At last they shook their heads and declared that there was nothing more to be done. The illness must take its course, and she would probably die. But the sick queen said to her husband, I know something that will cure me. Only fetch me a live monkey's liver to eat, and I shall get well at once. A live monkey's liver, exclaimed the king. What are you thinking of, my dear? Why, you forget that we dragons live in the sea, while monkeys live far away from here, among the forest trees on land. A monkey's liver? Why, darling, you must be mad. Hereupon the young dragon queen burst into tears. I only ask you for one small thing, whimpered she, and you won't get it for me. I always thought you didn't really love me. Oh, I wish I had stayed at home with my mamma and my papa. Here her voice choked with sobs, and she could say no more. Well, of course the dragon king did not like to have it thought that he was unkind to his beautiful young wife. So he sent for his trusty servant, the jellyfish, and said, it is a rather difficult job, but what I want you to try to do is to swim across to the land and persuade a live monkey to come here with you. In order to make the monkey willing to come, you can tell him how much nicer everything is here in Dragonland than away where he lives. But what I really want him for is to cut out his liver and use it as medicine for your young mistress, who, as you know, is dangerously ill. So the jellyfish went off on his strange errand. In those days he was just like any other fish, with eyes and fins and a tail. He even had little feet, which made him able to walk on the land as well as to swim in the water. It did not take him many hours to swim across to the country where the monkeys lived. And, fortunately, there just happened to be a fine monkey skipping about among the branches of the trees near the place where he landed. So the jellyfish said, Mr. Monkey, I have come to tell you of the country far more beautiful than this. It lies beyond the waves, and it is called Dragonland. There is pleasant weather there all year round. There is always plenty of ripe fruit on the trees, and there are none of those mischievous creatures you call men. If you will come with me, I will take you there. Just get on my back. The monkey thought it would be fun to see a new country, so he leapt on the jellyfish's back, and off they started across the water. 
but when they had gone about halfway, he began to fear that perhaps there might be some hidden danger, for it seemed so odd to be fetched suddenly in that way by a stranger. So he said to the jellyfish, What made you think of coming to me? The jellyfish answered, My master, the king of dragons, wants you in order to cut out your liver and make it as medicine for his wife, the queen, who is sick. Oh, that's your little game, is it? thought the monkey. But he kept his thoughts to himself, and only said, Nothing would please me better than to be of service to their majesties. But it so happens that I left my liver hanging to a branch of a big chestnut tree where you found me skipping about. A liver is a thing that weighs a good deal, so I generally take it out and play about without it during the daytime. We must go back for it. The jellyfish agreed that there was nothing else that could be done under the circumstances, for, silly creature that he was, he did not see that the monkey was telling a story in order to avoid getting killed and having his liver used as medicine for the fanciful young dragon queen. When they reached the shore of the monkey land again, the monkey bounded off the jellyfish's back and up to the topmost branch of the chestnut tree in less than no time. Then he said, I do not see my liver here. Perhaps someone has taken it away. But I will look for it. You, meantime, had better go back and tell your master what has happened. He might be anxious about you if you do not come home before dark. So the jellyfish started off a second time, and when he got home he told the dragon king everything, just as it had happened. But the king flew into a passion with him for his stupidity and hallowed to his officers, saying, Away with this fellow! Take him, and beat him to a jelly! Don't let a single bone remain unbroken in his body! So the officers seized him, and beat him as the king had commanded. That is the reason why, to this very day, jellyfishes have no bones, but are just nothing more than a massive pulp. As for the dragon queen, when she found she could not have the monkey's liver, why, she made up her mind that the only thing to do was to get well without it. End of chapter 131 The Silly Jellyfish